2: And just yeah. not have a rundown, then.
0: I like my rundown though. Can't
2: can't take topics off the rundown if you don't. If there have is a no rundown. rundown. See how that works. What would
3: uh What would PC Tunney do at breakfast on Sunday mornings if I didn't have a
1: rundown for him to read articles? Oh, Phoenix! Hey yo! Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All
4: night long. <laughs>
1: Straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just
3: gonna replace me.
1: Shut up! Random Morales, the biggest slut in the Western ah.
4: Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer?
2: the ah. great You are
1: now and will forever be an asshole.
2: Because it's my show.
1: And I love you,
0: Greg. You guys know how to party.
1: You're welcome!
2: Welcome to another edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. It is WrestleMania week. We are going to have some fun on a couple different podcasts here. Talking about WrestleMania because, well, why wouldn't you talk about WrestleMania? That's what, what people expect. That's what people want to hear. And, and we will have some fun talking about WrestleMania as we get ready for the weekend. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's not like Elimination Chamber where Miranda and I previewed Elimination Chamber and then it wasn't even that following weekend. It was the weekend after. But, yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, but,
4: I forgot about that. But, yeah, we, we were a week ahead. We're like, it's this, this like, weekend. Hey. And then we preview
2: it. And then it wasn't that weekend. So, yeah. Um times. It happens. It happens sometimes. But we're going to talk about WrestleMania. Another topic as well that Patrick and Miranda don't even know about. And and it's going to be very us. And, and that's what's very important to me on this show. If you want a, a match-by-match breakdown of WrestleMania. Maybe we'll do that in the hashtag Miranda show. I don't even know. We haven't talked about it. But, we will find out all together, including myself, here when you listen to that show also being released later today on the Chairshot Radio Network. This show, of course, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can hear well on all of your favorite pod, podcast streaming platforms like Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, which one am I missing out, iTunes, and so many more, so like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, Tell a friend, all that good stuff. You can also listen right there at TheChairShot.com.
4: TheChairShot.com. Always use your
2: head. Follow along for articles, reviews, so much more. Great content. It's sports, it's entertainment, and it is sports entertainment. All found over at TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Follow
2: me at Chairshot Greg. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. Follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. You can also go follow Miranda Morales. Just, just don't do it on Twitter. She ain't there. You, you, you search Twitter and see what you find, but you're not going to find at the hashtag Miranda. But you will find it. On Instagram and on Facebook for the Twitterless heroine, the Queen of Soft Style, the Ring out to the stars, the Pop Punk Princess Miranda Morales. I will never remember that. I'd have to like write it on my hand and be like, Pop Punk. But then I'll be. But many, halfway, through, halfway through, halfway through, I'll be monikers. like, Did I write it wrong? Is like there that,
4: too many monikers? There's
2: no. There's a lot thing. of monikers. Is there, is there, there's no such thing as too many monikers and there's no such thing as too many sound bites. See what I mean? Just just no such thing.
1: This is my yard now. So
2: we're going to talk about a few different things today. And, And sometimes things happen in the world and I don't know if I even want to talk about them and then I decide that I want to talk about them. And who better to talk about them with than the deeply emotionally rooted friends of mine, Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales. Even if you didn't see the Oscars, you saw the Oscars. You saw what happened. You saw Chris Rock make a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. You saw Will Smith get upset, walk up on stage, slap Chris Rock in the face sit back down, yell some expletives, and the world has not been the same since. And, and this topic actually came up yesterday at work. So I, I've started a new position, and um, and and there's been some transition time, and fully and took over this week. So literally my first meeting with my team, people are asking about the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. So they got a quick taste of what Greg is all about during this meeting and how I view life and people and consequences and all sorts of stuff. And so very, very interesting conversation. But there, there are some real things that I I think some people have lost touch with. Um, and and it's a very interesting. We tend to talk about the reactions to things on this show, because I find it fascinating. And I think we all do. And, and I have a feeling that's what we're going to get into. But basically, Everyone, not everyone, but some people think Chris Rock was wrong. Some people think Will Smith was wrong. Some people think both are wrong. Some people just don't care. Some people are groaning that we're even talking about it. But we are. And then we'll talk about wrestling a- after the break. But um, whenever there's this kind of topic, I always immediately turn to the great philosopher Patrick O'Dowd to discuss stuff like this. So what are your... what? what In terms of the reaction, in terms of what happened, I think what's best to ask you first is what you pick out as the most important thing about this.
3: If you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, the most important thing I took out of this is that it took away from a lot of really good things that happened at the Oscars. That there were some true monumental moments in the sense of the the history of the awards themselves that happened that nobody's talking about today because Will Smith pinch slapped Chris Rock on stage on Sunday and to me that's like nobody handled this well um you know if it was a if it was a stunt it was it was a very poorly it was a very It was a very poorly, it was a very in poor taste stunt if it was, you know, if it was real. Because everybody, you know, this is wrestling Twitter that I follow, so WorkShoot immediately jumps up. But, you know, there's probably a better way for Will Smith to have handled it. There's probably a better joke Chris Rock could have told than a 25-year-old G.I. Jane joke uh, to a woman with alopecia. Um, And... At the end of the day, everybody's wrong. Even the the Academy Awards and their response to it was a joke. Like in the moment, they're like, "Oh no, we're not going to respond to this because we're going to make this about you know the award recipients." We don't we don't condone <laughs> violence, and then they come out and they're like, "We're going to drop the hammer on Will Smith and la- like launch a thorough investigation." It's like, like what the fuck are you doing? So to me, it's just that incident just overshadowed what could have been you know, it wasn't a spectacular show before that incident. And, you know, kudos, to Chris rock. Cause he's going to make a shit ton of money on his next special. Yep,
2: We'll talk about but,
3: that. But, um, for me as a fan of that, of, of the Oscars, like I like watching them. Like to me, it was just really unfortunate that a lot of good things got forgotten because of the action of two dudes.
2: And what's, what's what really jumps out to me is that, yeah, some really cool things happen and things that have never happened before happened. And, you know, and and even Will Smith winning his, you know, the Oscar that he won after the fact, but not nearly the number of people talking about the slap would have been talking about those things. Like, like, it's not like we'd be giving all those things the same amount of attention that it's like they stole the attention times 10. And and maybe that number is not even, you know, it's not too generous. It's not generous enough because that. You know, transcends the Oscars and goes into human interaction, which is far more fascinating for the general public to look at. The investigation thing, that's a reaction to the reaction is what that Mm -hmm. is. Because there are some people who have done some really horrible things after winning Oscars or those things came out after winning Oscars that still have their Oscars. That Oscars have not been Mm -hmm. taken away from them. You know, and and it's a sports analogy, but now with with name, image, likeness being a thing in college sports, you might as well just ship Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy back right. to him.
4: Give it back
2: because that's stupid at this point. Because um, yeah, he violated a rule, but it was obviously a dumb rule. Looking at the landscape now, he didn't violate. The only thing he did wrong was getting caught. That that's that, far more people did far worse than Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. but he got his Heisman taken away as an example, and then later. That example was proven stupid by what's happened since then. Um, so Miranda, I don't know if you watched it or if you just saw the video, like most of us, including myself. What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on where we're at, you know, here 48 hours later?
4: I guess. And these are just more after the fact. But mm-hmm. I watched it after I was not watching the show yeah. live. Most I people were two weren't. things. Yes. Uh, I totally forgot it was the Oscars uh, until afterwards. Or, well, I remember a little bit during the, the night because I was announcing at a show. Uh, so I remember at the show, someone mentioned it because it was a good crowd for a Sunday. Uh, and someone said, oh, yeah, no one's at home watching the Oscars. And then after the show, um when I was with some people, someone pulled it up and got to see the whole thing. Mine, I guess, is twofold. One, it kind of feels like no one's safe. And I don't mean that in a necessarily inclusive way. I feel like for someone especially comedians who've had a history of saying, you know, jokes at people's expenses, the hammer really has been brought down on them and they have been criticized more frequently and easily now. Not to say that I agree with what he said, do I. I didn't even think it was that funny, but I do think being a comedian now Is incredibly challenging because we live in a cancel culture. We live in a a culture now where there is a lot more awareness and sensitivity. And I don't mean sensitivity in a negative way, but just a lot more awareness and sensitivity to lots of different aspects of human nature, um, whether that's physical, emotional, social, economical, uh, whatever it may be. And it makes it, I think as a comic, an incredibly hard, challenge uh to to say anything but also twofold the response i've been seeing online is a whole set of conspiracy theories in and of itself whether it's a narrative on as we say in the you know wrestling world work versus shoot uh to it was about will smith being a broken down man jada's controlling him will smith standing up for his family uh the attack on, on chris rock and freedom of speech like there's an angle to it for every way you look at it and i think there's maybe a sense of truth in all of those who knows but you we don't we don't know the full story and there's all these narratives that go around that really take away from it too that it becomes or not take away, it adds so much more attention than I think it needs to have based on all of these conspiracy theories behind it. And just when the public has one little thing that they obsess over in the 15 minutes of fame that this moment will have, it then can be make the Internet such a decisive place and where narratives will continue to grow, you know, and that adds to much larger narratives in general. Um, whether you uh, agree in freedom of speech or you agree people should have the right to say what they want, if you agree that there are certain things about people, especially the health that should be protected or a sensitivity to that, if you believe husbands should just be doing more to protect their wives, if you think, uh, you know, whatever it may be, That was, I think, a big thing that I noticed, all of the angles and narratives that came out of this. Um, And and even just that, you know, there were stories about, well, what if Will Smith had done this to another comedian? What if that comedian was of a different color or, you know, a different uh, ethnic background What if it was said by a woman, you know, because then that also feeds into all of these factors or all these stories about race, about uh, men and women in the entertainment industry, all of that. And it just leads you down such a slippery slope uh, of all these what ifs and whys that I think again, going to Patrick's point takes away from the true moments in history that did happen. Um, and we're still not talking about all the, the other good things that happened. Now we're driving a narrative and digging that knife deeper and deeper into this one 15 second incident.
2: Yeah. It's interesting because, and, and WWE used to get criticized for it and still do, right? What the, what's the biggest buzzword of WrestleMania? It's WrestleMania moment. Everyone has to get their WrestleMania moment. That to me is is what was really robbed from some people with the Oscars awards. This awards that different things classify as a moment. The the interaction between Lady Gaga and who was it, Liza Minnelli is that who it was
3: Liza Minnelli. Yeah, yeah,
2: is to me greater than any award that was won. Like like how she handled oh, that, beautiful. the things that she said, and 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 Liza Minnelli's reactions to it. I mean, that is more impactful to me than any of the record. You know. World-changing awards that were won, all that because it's it's you know <clears throat> they don't give awards to the kind of movies that I like anyway, so it's it's not even really a, it's it's it it's, fits a specific genre in a lot of ways, but I the human element is, is what has me and and Miranda brought it up, and this is something that I said to somebody today um, in talking about this, the world of stand-up comedy just changed. Very much. And, and someone asked me this at work cause they knew that I've done stand and, and I did it at a very different scale. But once somebody does something once, it makes it a little more okay for people to do it again later. Now you could be at a comedy club and say something about somebody and their significant other is going to feel a little more comfortable walking on stage and punching you in the face. And because Will Smith just did it on national television and it went viral. Right or wrong does not matter. It it can now become more prevalent. Comedians are literally scrambling to change their set for this weekend based on what just happened because that door has been opened. And, and humans, as we know, have a really hard time going back through a door once they do. Look at COVID. Like people still won't let it go away even as, as things change. It's just once things go through a certain thing, people have a really hard time going back. And, and that's what this is going to be right or wrong. Again, that does not matter. It has changed the world now. um, And, and, and so you've got to look at that as a stand-up comedian. Now can, do you really want to make fun of somebody who's physically there? You don't know what's going to happen now. It's, it's, it's been, it's been normalized, whether it's okay or not, does not matter. It's now, but the sting has been taken away from it. Thanks to Will Smith and, and, and his reaction, the Will Smith side of things is, is people are really downplaying a little bit. There's a lot of issues there that we don't know about. And and, and unfortunately for Will Smith, a lot of it, not a lot of it, but certain elements of it have been lived out publicly, and then people have filled in a whole lot of gaps that they don't nearly, really should be filling in because we just don't know. But that's what we do as a society. Again, we're not going to go back. When there's gaps, we fill them in. Whether right or wrong, we fill them in, and people have filled in a whole hell of a lot of gaps on Will Smith, um, and and those gaps become punchlines, and those punchlines are getting applied to what just happened over this past weekend. Um, and I'm gonna get into the the more human element of it here in a second that that Miranda was talking about, but Patrick brought it up earlier. Chris Rock's got a tour this year. His average ticket prices primary market and secondary market went from $46 to $341 in the past forty eight hours. Like if this was a stunt a on the Chris rock side of things, it worked, but B if it was a stunt, it was as poorly booked as the finish of the NWO that we joked about earlier because there was no, it was booked without a way out for Will Smith. That's for sure. Um, there's already talk that there was an after party that they were both at and they were hanging out and laughing and, and, Fine with each other by that point. There's also, I guess, in 2016 or 2018, Chris Rock went hard at Jada Pinkett Smith about some other things, and and that hasn't really been settled. Um, and and who you just, you just never know the history that people have because behind the celebrity is still human, and and we forget that a lot. We we definitely do. Um, a big thing for me with this though is is that mental health side in the 80s and even in the 90s when people would get roasted when people would do whatever it was real easy to say well it's a joke uh, you know no big deal laugh it off and, and I think what we failed to realize was people were laughing it off in public and then probably crying it off in private and it wasn't cool to talk about it back then and now it's completely flipped and it's accepted and, and it's some people would say we've gone too sensitive right and, and some people would say we're still not sensitive enough but comedy has kind of been the last thing to get up on that and, and really understand how that works and and change. And you got a lot of the old school people that are like, well, it's always been fine. Well, a lot of things were fine before that aren't fine. Now look at the world of wrestling and the me too movement. Like things happened for decades that were said to be okay. That weren't okay. And that eventually came out and they weren't. And this is maybe not as damaging. Maybe it is as damaging, but I think it's a lesson in the fact that, you know, to sound childish, I guess, or the lessons that we teach people, words do hurt. Words do have an impact and public figure or not, it doesn't matter. Like you've got to really think about the people that you're impacting because yeah, it'd be nice if everybody was just mentally tough enough and it didn't matter, but they're not. That's just the way they're just simply not. And you hurt a lot of people without caring about their feelings and and that sort of thing. And Chris Rock is, is, you know, an amazing performer, an amazing comedian doesn't have to do that. He can do something else and and be funny. The roasting element has been a part of award shows for a while, but again, there's just certain things. I don't know that, you know, uh, uh, a disability, a condition has been part of that. Right. so much well
3: and i think it's i think it's really stop. interesting because this isn't like the 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 type of comedy that's been presented at war, award shows it's not new that it started to change like ricky gervais is like never welcomed back to an oscar stage uh, but he was welcomed at the golden globes and everybody loved him and, and i think that um One of the things I found really interesting is just kind of even the environment you're in with the comedy that you're doing. Like Greg, you talked about roast. Like when you show up to a roast, like a specific roast, like the comedy roast of Greg Demarco, like you're not going in being like they're going to protect my feelings, like because that's not what it is. And 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 you go in kind of with eyes wide. I just I wonder why. I, I Not why. Why is not the right word. Um, with all of these shifts and these changes, there there's always this desire to kind of walk that edge and push that envelope. Um, I, again, I find it fascinating that the, uh, the joke that pushed Will Smith over the edge was based on a movie that came out 25 years ago. And that half the people probably didn't understand the joke because they never saw the movie or knew what it was about. Um, and that it, that it only kind of came along later. But that's irrelevant. Um, yeah, like it's just the 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 the, the recognition, and, and it was not even the, that wasn't even the only person that got picked on at the Oscars. Like Amy Schumer made fun of people, Wanda Sykes made fun of people. I can't remember the name of the third um, host right now off the top of my head. I keep losing her name, but like um, there was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that that kind of fit along there, and, and it's just. It's It it goes back to just not reading our our larger room and where we are and and understanding that, yeah, we we are not the same. And, and, you know, Twitter from comedians in the last 48 hours, like you said, has been fascinating, you know, from like Tim Allen to Jeffrey Uh Ross to... You, just, you, name, you name a comedian they've had an opinion on. Yeah, him. I saw the comments Say, from
2: Tim Allen, and, and he kind of echoed what well, I talked about, like somebody could just walk up on stage and punch you, or worse. Someone could do worse right. in a comedy club than just walk up on stage and punch sure. you in the face. And and that's a real fear now for some comedians, I'm sure. Um, right or wrong, again, doesn't matter. It, the reality just changed in in a split second when, when Will Smith did that. Um, yeah. Right, again, we can't go back.
4: And and I think it's,
2: uh,
4: I was just going to say that I uh, I think there's a delay. Are we good? Yes. Okay, so I was going to say, well, not only for comedians, but now I think it does normalize just violence in general, where if you don't like what somebody says, then you have the right to. You know, put your hands on them. That could be a waitress at a restaurant or a waiter at a restaurant. It could be, you know, the person doing your hair. It could be, um, you know, someone at the gas station. It could, you know, I do think that it does. I can understand this narrative about normalizing violence. Because if you have two people in, you know, that's on television and movie screens all over the world get to a point where now, you know, they see someone. And I think, too, historically, Will Smith has been known as the good guy, the nice guy, um, you know, from the roles that he plays to his music. So for someone of that level who's always had this aura about him of being such a nice guy, taking that next step or just taking that crossing that line, I think it does somewhat perpetuate if you don't like what someone says about you or to you or about someone you know it's fair game to then physically do something about it
3: right i think it's a reinforcement of an already normalized behavior in our country um and, and i think that again because social media is like the greatest of all evils you look at the there was there was a line there were two lines there was the, the line of folks that were like Chris Rock should have never done this he was out of line blah 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 and then there and um, and Will Smith was right to get up and defend his wife and then the other side of it is you know the what the hell is will Smith doing you know going up and, and, and hitting a guy on stage in front of his peers? And then, and then the thing that blows, like, that just completely blows my mind about the whole thing is the dude wins best actor, and his speech is terrible. His speech is, like, is well, all of over the it's going to be that about, point. He's talking about being a vessel of love and shit, and I was like, you bitch slapped a dude in the face, and you're talking about loving people.
2: And he like, probably, it's probably to this to weird, it's probably this weird combination of what he planned to say mixed with what happened, right. and... Yeah, he would have been better off accepting it and not saying anything.
3: Or or just leave with an apology and walk away. Like, take your statue and go.
2: I know a big thing that people wanted to hear him say was, you know, he made the comment about how, uh, you know... Richard Williams was was did everything to protect his family, and, and all Will Smith said was, "And so do I," and just left or something like that. Like that's what those right. supporting Will Smith wanted him. That's saying.
4: heel but, though too. That's a bit of yeah. a heel promo at that point. Well, and, and Richard, and then you
3: know, Rich Williams has to give a statement, be like, "I would like don't hit people," right? Like, he yeah, and, and he has, like, yeah. No, I don't agree. With what, it
2: put a what lot statement. of people. It puts a lot of people in a bad situation, right? right. It really, really it's does.
1: Terrible.
2: Um. But it's just, yeah, it, it is the way it is now. And that's the thing for me, like, and, and it's weird because I, the world for me, like, the middle ground for me seemed to drop out after the 2016 election. Like, like that election with, with just the massive support, it, it wasn't even about the two politicians. It was just about Donald Trump, either the the ones that were for him or the ones that were against him. And they clashed Harder than I've ever seen political parties in my lifetime. There may have been harder, but and and then it came up again in in the next election and it still exists today and it still all centers around Donald Trump, in my opinion, but that it really changed. It just eliminated the middle ground. Now you either support her or you're against it. There is no I like these things about this person, but don't like these things about this person. It has to be all or nothing. And we've become that all or nothing. The cancel culture is part of that as well and it's like Hulk Hogan, right? He can never, you know, he shows up and people aren't allowed to change anymore, people aren't allowed to rehabilitate their image, their lifestyle, their anything. Once you're something, you're always something and that's just the way it's going to be forever. Thank goodness we're not subject to that because I'm sure we've all done things in our lives that we don't want to be forever called for for the remainder of our lifetimes and and you know, the ability to grow and change from a negative to a positive, it has seemingly been eliminated in some situations. There are some things you can never come back from, but there are some things you can come back from that people aren't going to be allowed to come back from. And, and this is somewhat falls into that because immediately I've literally seen people that are like, if you don't support what Will Smith did, don't bother being friends with me anymore. Like there's just no room for discourse, no room for anything. It's, it's just all or nothing. And that to me is what I've seen and what I tend to see in reactions to almost any major thing that happens. It's that all or nothing reaction. And I don't like it because I don't, we don't really live. We weren't designed to live in an all or nothing world. We were designed to live in a world of growth and discourse and and interpersonal communication. And now it's really it's never been more us versus them in my lifetime than it is now. Which is almost a shame. We should grow in a good way and not in a in a negative way. But that is where we are. Um of course, you know, two weeks from now, something bigger will something not something bigger, something new will have happened and this won't even be a topic anymore. That's just kind of the way the world is as well. So, you know, hopefully it's it's something positive, but more than likely it won't be, because that's just the way things are spun. So yeah, I don't have anything else on this topic. I don't know if you guys have anything else on this topic, but again, we as people are smarter than just wrestling, and that's why I wanted to have an opportunity to present that. Because yeah, you might talk about it on Bandwagon Nerds this weekend. You might not, but you recorded Bandwagon Nerds a few hours before it happened. And next time you record Bandwagon Nerds and it airs, it'll be more than a week old. So
3: No, well yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna revisit it by the time we get there. We we actually talked in detail about why people don't watch the Oscars. Yeah. And then I proved why nobody cares about the Oscars by showing how little people know about the Oscars.
2: You're right. You're 100% right. That's exactly, exactly right. So, excellent. Well, let's go ahead and shift gears right now. We can go to commercial. We can come back and talk a little bit of wrestling, which means, Miranda Morales, we have something we need to do.
4: Yes, we do, Greg. Go ahead, do me a favor and wind it up it's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go pro, to go to Pro wrestling com. Forward slash the chair shot to purchase your very own chair shot t-shirt today. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com dot com forward slash the chair shot, you're gonna find a ton of awesome shirts, all in support of the chair That includes, of course, the unofficial official shirt of Patrick O'Dowd hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, and Everybody Hates Greg. Very fitting for today's topic, actually. So. Greg, I don't want anyone to slap you
2: except for you, but yeah, you, you.
4: yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just saving that one and, and Patrick can have one too. I'm allowing Patrick to have one, um, one freebie. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just think about it. Just think about it while you guys think about which shirt you want to get at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Also, you should look at all the multiple always use your head t shirts, as well as chair shot worldwide, chair shot 316, uh, chair shot Corona t shirt, uh, that and much, much more. Even some of our newer shirts like the chair shot linear shirt and the nefarious means all available at pro wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot t-shirts start at 1999 but hey if you want to upgrade for a few dollars extra you can order any t-shirt in soft style and customize it too by ordering a different colors so what are you waiting for go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot that is pro Wrestling forward slash the chair shot
1: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. How are we
2: over 30 minutes into the show already? It did not feel like we talked that long about that topic. You you started the Will Smith talk. And I didn't think changed. we talked about it that long. I really didn't. But we did. Obviously. Because
3: the numbers that, that, don't that, lie. That just means that means it was an engaging conversation. It was. That's and
2: I knew you it lost would be. Track of time. I knew it would be. And I knew that both of you would have Again, I I, I love the opportunity to present the human beings that we are to people. I did because we're so much more than just wrestling people. We we could never talk wrestling again and the shows would still be entertaining. in in my opinion entertaining in in so some people don't think of thought-provoking as entertaining but i do and and so they would be engaging they would be entertaining they'd be thought-provoking if we never talked wrestling again but it's wrestlemania week and so we're gonna talk wrestling again because wrestlemania is this weekend it is a two-night wrestlemania and again we typically react to the reactions on this show and then we talk about matches on the hashtag miranda show that's just kind of how these things work but There are some hot topics headed into WrestleMania 38. Patrick O'Dowd's background, which you all listening cannot see, is the picture of Seth Rollins and the vacant figure going one-on-one WrestleMania Saturday where Vince McMahon will handpick Seth Rollins' opponent. And everybody thinks it's going to be Cody Rhodes. And rightfully so. Everybody thinks it's going to be Cody Rhodes. And I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. But I don't think Cody Rhodes is going to be the first person that comes out. I think we, we've 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 seen the rumors about Shane McMahon. We've seen the rumors about Ted DiBiase Jr. I think we see both of them, and I think we're going to do like the uh, like the, I can't remember the phrase now. I just thought of it earlier, but we're we're gonna you know we're gonna make people think the Swerve is in, and the Swerve is not going to be in. Like, I can see Ted DiBiase Jr. coming out first. Then Shane coming out and tossing him to the side. Then Cody coming out and and tossing Shane. Now, Shane will get his shit in. But uh, I do think that at the end of the day, this is going to be Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. And it it all, you know, was finally fully, not fully resolved, but resolved this past Monday. Less than a week before WrestleMania. Are we to the point now where that matters are we to the point now where the build, everything has to be established more than a week out of, of the WrestleMania cards? Because we used to be, we used to know the full cards yeah. a month before, no. and now we don't. Go ahead, Miranda.
4: No, no, I feel like we're in a new age. And I've complained about this before. I'm pretty sure I've complained about it on this podcast, either last year or the year before. But I, I get it now where, you know, the buildup to wrestlemania isn't as dragged out as it used to be where literally you know things happen at the rumble and you really didn't even have a pay-per-view in between now you have so many shows events Uh, pay-per-views that happened between Rumble and WrestleMania that you still kind of have to have these sub-storylines that happened during this period to then also have a separate build-up or story for WrestleMania. And I think that after so long with this formula— It's part of the evolution of storytelling that to have things that are just unsure of as you lead into it builds up the suspense, builds up, you know, people's interest and leaves you with a good mix of very established storylines that have been running for quite some time and the unexpected. Because I think we talked about moments uh, just previously, specifically WrestleMania moments. Sometimes it's the unexpected things that happen that lead to some of the best WrestleMania moments. And I think this is an example of one of them. Even just the buildup to the mystery of who is Seth going to face, I think has been done, you know, pretty entertainingly. So I I don't think we're in a place anymore where we need to have every single match sorted out between now and then. Because what are you going to just drag these stories on now for three months? Like that's not going to keep people's attention.
3: That's such a new school way of looking at at wrestling fans, and it's accurate. Here, here's my honest question. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for people who feel like something is unsettled and don't really know what's going on, who really, who important doesn't have something to do at WrestleMania? Like, truly important doesn't have something to do at WrestleMania.
2: The United States and Intercontinental Champions. That's it.
3: Truly important. The Don't. United
2: States and Intercontinental champion. <laughs> no,
3: campus. I'm dead serious though. Like, I love those guys. I swear <laughs> to God, love Ricochet. Love him. He's
2: States? not truly important. His title is truly important.
3: Yeah. Is it though? Say. Is it anymore? Greg, and I love the Intercontinental title. Yeah. But is it? Like, really, is it? Is it is it it's not What's sad thing? is
2: that Big E wrestling Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum match last year. Seems right. like a great idea now.
3: Right. Like I'm disappointed, and I. But I think that's such a quibble thing over wrestling. Like that's that's to me, it's picking nits. Um, I I love Ricochet. Who's the US champ?
2: Finn Balor, former Universal champion. You know who Finn Balor is?
3: No, I mean, do I? Anyway, my and I I don't know. I just I think that if the people like we don't know what's going on when when you you've got one Seth Rollins story is we don't know what's going on. Like, you, I, I don't think it's fair to bitch and moan about that one. You, you you're, if you're bitching and moaning about that one, it's because you didn't like the story. Like that's, that was your problem with that. Um, and, and a lot of these other matches, like, like, again, I like nothing against Finn Balor, nothing against, uh, Ricochet. The, like they're, they're, they're great. They're early in the show guys right now. And, yeah. and they'll probably do something early in the show. But it, um, SmackDown is apparently the unofficial official start of WrestleMania. It is. It was
2: last year, too. It's, so, it's the kickoff now. SmackDown is the kickoff. Right. Yeah. There are no matches so, on the kickoff last year, and there well, doesn't also, seem to be any on this year.
4: To Patrick's point, and maybe this is also maybe why they're booking this way for WrestleMania season. But I think in general, there is a very clear divide between the top of the card and everybody else. That, that is more distinct now than ever. And I think that is a mix of all of the releases that they've done over the past year, the reshifting of priorities, and also just, you know, the way that they've modified uh, NXT 2.0. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, to be honest. But right now, why we don't have those traditional mid-card belts even announced or talked about or in story right now is because you have your big main you know events yeah. you have your title matches you have Brock and, and Roman you have Ronda and Charlotte uh and I'll even put you know Bianca and and um Becky and then you that's have
3: every-
4: yes yeah. it is you know it is but but you have and then everybody else and that's where some of this longer storytelling has been really done in uh you know, the, uh, those championship feuds and then everything else, you know, granted, there's some great stories, you know, you have a lot of celebrities involved, you have some fun matches in there, but there's a very, very big divide. And maybe that's just WWE saying this is what we're going to invest long term in everything else is short term more, you know, the, the short term goals meeting, you know, needing to fill up a card, needing to have some fun matches that people are going to talk about. But the priority Are these championships, these headliners, these main events?
2: You know, uh, back in the day when we watched Lucha Underground, Ultima Lucha had like a a one-hour show followed by a two-hour show. And no one complained that certain matches were relegated to the one-hour show. And that's basically what WrestleMania SmackDown is. Monday was WrestleMania Raw. Like, it's what they called it. Their brand will have WrestleMania Backlash again, I'm sure. But it's... It's just that there's a lot of things. The, the the whole deal with Finn Balor and and Ricochet. Part of it's the playlist mentality, right? Scott Hall passes away and everybody's like, gotta do a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship WrestleMania. It hit the playlist. Now we can't get it off our playlist because yeah, it would be phenomenal. It would be amazing. But there's seven matches already announced for each night of WrestleMania. I the new day is wrestling you know, Sheamus and Ridge Holland and and Pete Dunne's going to be with them. And originally it was going to be a six-man tag. I honestly thought you just put Ricochet in that match teaming with the New Day once Big E was hurt and to get him on the card. And I assumed we were going to get Damian Priest versus Finn Balor on the card. We still might. They're in the Andre the Royal Giant Memorial Battle Rumble. There you go, PC Tunney. But they could easily brawl out of it and get announced for a night two match at WrestleMania. Like, Like there's no... You know, a reason why they couldn't. Um, we also have multiple celebrity appearances. Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee, and and Logan Paul are going to draw more eyeballs to WrestleMania than Finn Balor and Ricochet. As sadly as, as as it is for me to say that because I like both performers. But that's just the way it is. That's the nature of the WrestleMania beast. That That's just what it is. Almost and Bobby Lashley having a match thrown together on raw last night is a spectacle, almost a seven foot tall and 400 pounds. Bobby Lashley is now a mega baby face because of it. It's, and he's returning from injury and he's a top level star in the company. He's has been for two years now. It's, it's what we've seen out of, out of Bob. So, to not, you know, so so that match makes more sense than some of the other ones. It really is. It puts those things into perspective where we are. Plus, Roman and Brock is being booked as the greatest WrestleMania main event of all time and might actually deliver on that. We'll see what happens come Sunday night. But it, it's it's where we're at with you know with that playlist mentality and with everything else. Um, and I kind of forgot where I was going to go. Oh, I know where I wanted to go next. It is rumored, and, and Kevin Owens kind of said so last night on Raw, when he said that he would welcome Stone Cold Steve Austin to the ring in the main event of WrestleMania. And now people are worried that a segment, the KO show with with Stone Cold Steve Austin, a first time ever, a segment will main event WrestleMania, at least WrestleMania Saturday. And for a while, I didn't know how to feel about it, because they've told us, and they kind of set the precedent that you get the women to main event one night, the men to main event another, both Royal Rumble winners, all that stuff, and, and you figure we're going to go that way down the road of history. But then I think about WrestleMania 18 and The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, and how horrible Chris Jericho and Triple H were after that match. Like nothing could top that. And and I think about you know WrestleMania, oh. which year was it? 35.
3: Greg, when, when you say horrible, you do you mean the reception or the match itself? Because the match itself isn't horrible. It's not horrible. It's not the worst thing that's ever been put out No,
2: there. but it's not. It wasn't. It, it wasn't it was as just, good as maybe
3: we would have liked it to have if been. If it were positioned sure.
2: earlier in the show, it would have gone over a lot better. Um, I look and, at and WrestleMania. I, I
3: absolutely agree.
2: Wrestle, it's funny because we made this huge deal over... The first ever women's main event of WrestleMania, main event in WrestleMania 35. The match wasn't that good. It really wasn't. Correct. I have said this, and, and I even campaigned for it in the build up to WrestleMania 34. Charlotte versus Asuka should have been the first women's match to main event of WrestleMania. And it would have been received better, even with Charlotte going over, than Roman versus Brock was at WrestleMania 34. It, it's just match placement is everything on these cards. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to defend the goddamn good name of the state of Texas in the state of Texas against Kevin Owens, who has never been hotter as a heel. I don't want Charlotte and Ronda Rousey to have to go on after that. I think if the WWE puts that on last, it might be the smartest thing they could do. As much as it sucks to have a non-match, which probably will turn into a match, main event, a night of WrestleMania as much as it sucks to not have the women getting the opportunity to main event one night of a two night WrestleMania. I just don't know if they could, if anybody can follow that. That's why it's on WrestleMania Saturday. Cause I don't think they wanted Roman and Brock to have to follow that. It's the biggest star in the history of the business in terms of making money. It's the highest grossing star in the history of the business, making his return in Texas in a football stadium. Like, from a promoter and booker standpoint, which you guys will remind everybody I am, I don't fault them if they go that route. I just can't. As much as I feel for the other performers, it's like... What's what's like the better neutral-
3: final image of that show, too, by the way? What's the better final image of that show? You know, Ronda right. Rousey yeah. slash That's it. Charlotte, whoever wins that match, getting the confetti? Or is it Stone Cold smashing his beers? and playing to the crowd on the
2: way out. It's stone cold. Like we know the answer to that question. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. As much as it stinks, that's just the way it is. Like it's, yeah. It's, I'm not a
3: promoter and I know that
2: it's a force of nature, <laughs> right? It's you stand in front of a train, you're going to get run over. Like don't put them in front of the train, like let the train go last. It, it's just, you know, just, just makes perfect sense to me. And that's why if those two go on last, that's why they do in my opinion. And I'm okay with it. Uh, I I am decidedly okay with it. Um, because so I think would the other you with know, the
3: other option be to open the show with that.
2: I think you put it in the middle, like like they did at WrestleMania yeah. 21, with you know with Austin segments. I always think
3: was it th- was it 30 where it was Hogan Rock and
2: they opened the show. Yes, but that wasn't yeah, advertised
3: because there was no
2: up. anticipation right. for that and. The Daniel Bryan storyline of WrestleMania 30 was strong enough to overcome that It It, it was one of the, it's one of the best stories, in my opinion, the best story the company's ever told. And And the
3: fans totally made it happen.
2: Let them think that that's fine. Um, (laughs) And Montreal was legit, but it's, yeah, you know, that and the NWO are the two greatest story, you know, angles in, in, in wrestling history, in my opinion. Um, And that's why WrestleMania 30 is my favorite WrestleMania. But it's because it played out brilliantly. But I just think sometimes you just got to go with, you know, it's common sense. And and nobody needs to follow Stone Cold Steve Austin. You could put it in the middle, but then you're going to have some real big downtime. And then I still don't know if what happens at the end of the show will compare. Again, WrestleMania 35, which I was starting to talk about earlier, that show peaked with Kofi Mania everything that followed mm-hmm. wasn't going to equal what happened with Kofi mania. And that should have closed the show. No offense to Becky and Charlotte and Rhonda. That should have closed the show. It really should have. And, and you know, but they went with history. That's the last time they actually called something. The main event of WrestleMania was to build a WrestleMania 35 because it mattered. because It was the first ever women's main event of, of WrestleMania. Now everything's a main event in WrestleMania. And that's my other thing. People, and I tweeted this earlier today. Wrestling fans need to get it out of their head that the last match is the main event. At least when it comes to WWE. Because WWE's not doing that. And all you're doing is yelling and shaking your fist at Clouds when you complain about it. Yeah, as a wrestling purist, you want to see the biggest match go on last. and You want to see the main event be the last match. Then you're watching the wrong show. Go watch AEW because I guarantee you they care about the last match being the main event, and that's fine. It's built for those fans, but that WWE is all about spectacle. It's all about what WrestleMania is, and that's why there are so many in the promo where Vince McMahon gives Seth Rollins a match at WrestleMania. He tells him, "If you're going to be at WrestleMania, you're going to be a main event." That's what he told him in the promo, and so they're all you know. It, there's like five or six different main events of this. If if it were for the WWE Championship, Edge and, and AJ Styles would be a main event, and and the only, and it doesn't need a belt; it's a bigger deal without a belt, and it's one of the main matches at WrestleMania 37. It's like Patrick said earlier, Becky and Bianca just as big as Charlotte and Ronda. Just doesn't have a rumble winner in it. Mm-hmm. Can, can, I mean, will people ever give that up though? Will people ever give up their hope of what a main event is?
4: No, because I think, at least, I don't know in our lifetime, and I think it's because in the lifetime that we've been in, we've been, we've had history shown up until, you know, like you said, a few years ago, a main event. We've been programmed that the winner of the Royal Rumble will be the main event of WrestleMania, and that's... 30 some odd years of this tradition. So I think it's going to take time for us. And you even think about, you know, main event in other combat sports like boxing and MMA. There is a, you know, you have your headliners Mm -hmm. and your co headliners, but you do have a main event. So I think that as much as WWE is trying to shift that perception it's going to take one, a lot of time. And two, you're going to have to just combat what you already see in other sports with the definition of the main event.
2: But that That's also falls did. in under that category. If people don't know what they're watching because okay. WWE is not any of that.
3: No, it, it, it hasn't been
2: for a long time. No.
3: Um, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, you dropped the gear promoter. Yes. Everyone Greg's a promoter. Uh, but in part of your Twitter conversation about, main events and the wwe you talked about just even how you construct a show uh and one of the things the the only other sort of promotion where i ever saw maybe not necessarily a double main event or what they would call but we ring of honor shows for a while in the early 2000s uh before i like before i stopped going used to divide their show with, Hey, maybe you wouldn't call it a main event, main right. event, but there would be pre intermission mm-hmm. would be a highlight important level match before the, before the second half of the show, which generally were generally there were like two to three matches in the second half of the show. Yeah. And they were all a big deal. Like that was, that was the ROH formula for a long time. And starting with that, Match right before intermission, and then the three after were almost always big time matches.
2: I've said it before, and you know, spoiler alert: you know, if I have a formula, it's this: the first match, the match before intermission, and the last match are the most important matches of the night for me when I put on an event. Like that's what I look at, and and sometimes the first match is consequential, and sometimes it's less consequential, but there's thought put into what goes in that spot just like there is for WWE. Um, and I do that. I, if it's like an 11 match show, you, you can't put a big match on in the six spot, go to intermission, have five more matches after intermission. Like you just, right. that, then that match is buried. But when you got like a seven match show or a six match event, then yeah, you're putting on, you can, you can position it that way. And I tend to, and I tend to do it on purpose because it gives that spotlight to somebody. Plus, you also strategically put somebody in the spot before intermission. So then you can go intermission and they can sell things and you, there's things you do to, to help people out as well, especially on an independent level. Cause you want people to be able to make as much money as possible. That's important. That, that's very important in, in how you do it. I, I put lights, camera faction on before intermission at my last event for a reason and, and space things out a certain way for a reason. That, that's just what you do. And when you're putting on, putting on those events, um, but yeah, that whole main event thing is is going to be tough, and it's going to be tough for a long time to come. Um, but people just need to understand what they're seeing and, and what they're watching, and then I think they'll have a little bit of a better time understanding it. Uh, we talked about the whole Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes thing. There is one thing that I wanted to say about that that was important to me that I forgot about. People are mad about it because they don't like the build. They don't like the Seth Rollins. They don't like how WWE has told the Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes story, not realizing. They're not telling the Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes story. They're telling the Seth Rollins story. A new story will begin when Cody Rhodes joins the fray. Like this story will end, and I—is it, it somewhat anticlimactic to do it at nine a.m. in Vince McMahon's office? Yeah, I think it is. I, I can agree with that. But Raw was a loaded show, and and had to have elements cut out of it because it's WrestleMania week, and and that's what happens. So. That is is what we do. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break before we wrap things up here on the show. Uh, and then we'll uh, yeah, we'll finish it off. Eight, seven, six, five, four,
0: three, two, one. This is your boy Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out the Cheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts, galore everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com.
2: Yeah, well, I wasn't sure if I was going to use it or not, but if I can find it, here we go. We'll use All it.
1: right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're
0: out of
2: we are headed down the road to WrestleMania, and the WrestleMania weekend is is a spectacle all in and of itself. And one of the things that I have noticed over the past few days is this phenomenon that maybe has happened before, and I haven't really noticed it, or maybe it hasn't happened on this big of a scale. A whole lot of shit's getting canceled right now for WrestleMania weekend. I know somebody who literally had four events canceled on them that they were booked for. Four, I know somebody else that was only booked for two events, both have been canceled. But you know what they? You know what's not been canceled? Their Airbnb and their flight they paid for. So, it, it, but the events are being canceled. And I, I privately talked to somebody yesterday about this and and got the answer that I assumed I was going to get. They're being canceled due to low ticket sales. That's what's happening. These events are being canceled due to really? low ticket sales because people have oversaturated WrestleMania weekend. Because despite what people may think and despite what people may try to claim, years ago, Veda Scott came on this show and said, we call it wrestling weekend, not WrestleMania weekend. And in hindsight, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Because if not for WrestleMania, these people wouldn't be going down there. And the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people who are going to Dallas for WrestleMania are going to Dallas for WrestleMania. They're not going for all the other stuff and that's why these events are being canceled. Now, could these events potentially have a great walk-up? They could. Okay, but as a promoter, you can't rely on a walk-up when it might be more financially feasible for you just to cancel the show. As bad as that sounds, and as many wrestlers are being put in a really shitty situation, because A, they didn't get deposits, because it's not widespread, and and B, it's it's that's not how the promoters are making their decisions, because they don't follow one of my main rules, which is, Don't put on a show unless you can afford to put it on without a single person buying a ticket. And here we are. All these events are getting canceled, and it really sucks for these people. Like, are we to that point now? Is WrestleMania weekend, I don't know if jump the shark is the right term, but has it become oversaturated with too many things going on and just not enough? Has the supply far surpassed the demand?
3: Yes. Yeah, I think the bubble has burst. Like, like, I remember back at WrestleMania 26, uh, and, and even then, you had options, right? And it was ROH, Dragon Gate. Um, you know, there's the convention that that the WWE is putting on. Like,
2: they're not even doing just this so
3: much. But yeah, yeah I mean, I they're not doing even doing that this, this year. year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just seems like every. Like, I remember the first ROH WrestleMania shows, and, and it just seems like every year it kind of exponentially grew. And, and like you said, and then eventually, what was it, WrestleCon comes about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you've got all this shit, and it's a finite population who came there, because we've talked about this too. These folks that are coming to WrestleMania aren't, like, like they're coming from all over the world. They don't know about half these promotions. Yeah, they they know they know about less than half these promotions. So it doesn't surprise me. And it it is it's terrible, um, because, you, it, it's it was inevitable, like it was just inevitable that that yeah. eventually this bubble was going to burst.
2: And it's so hard because Game Changer Wrestling is hot right now. They're putting on mm-hmm. multiple events. MLW. I mean they're got- putting
4: on twelve. Like well, between they
2: are putting the on like two or three. Yeah, yeah. Some of those collective events are also getting canceled because yeah. you, you got, you know, I believe there's a blood sport event happening for Josh Barnett. MLW has yeah. got two yeah. events. Ring of yeah. Honor has their event now, which spikes thanks to Tony Khan. It's, it's, you know, plus you've got, you know, SmackDown on Friday, NXT on Saturday, WrestleMania on Saturday, WrestleMania on Sunday. There's just a lot of things that, that people mm-hmm. are going to be a part of. In 2020, you know, b- before the pandemic hit, WWN, which, you know, owned Evolve, was doing their own version of WrestleCon after those two, those things split. That event being canceled is literally the whole reason why they had to sell to WWE. And they never gave people their refunds because they'd already spent the money and couldn't get it back in a lot of ways because they did pay deposits. They did pay for flights and the, and they had to fight with the convention center because they weren't getting their money back. Like they ended up going bankrupt and, and you know, without legally going bankrupt and had to sell it all off to WWE. Like that's just the reality of, of the situation that happened there. Uh, that was a COVID thing, a pandemic thing, not this oversaturation. But it's hard but when think, these bigger just, companies run.
4: Yeah. And I think, too, this is almost somewhat of an effect of COVID where it bounced back too fast that it was so much that now they could run because so many things got canceled you know a few years ago because of covid and now instead of a more of a progression of events everyone's like hey we can do it now let's do it before or, or we can't do it again or something will happen and we can't do it again so i feel like it bounced back way too quick for that that there was not enough of a demand to meet the supply um and i don't know if it was just the sense of like okay let's let's try and capitalize on this and not and and do it before things get shut down again possibly or ever um but it is to me that's really what it was not only did, is there too much of a of a dem, of a supply but i think that is in response to the pandemic and um, you are right about there is a good amount of wrestling fans there who are just WWE fans. And maybe, yes, if they go to some of these shows, they'll become fans of some other promotions. But when you have so many events, they're literally, even even on a local level, Greg, you know this as a wrestling promoter, when you have multiple events on the same Even weekend, maybe not always on the same day, you're stretching out your audience. There is still a finite amount of wrestling fans out there. But especially when you have multiple events in the same day, you are really stretching your fan base out. So if you are really relying on these ticket sales, and even hypothetically you know, trying to get, you know, 100 to 200 people to come to your show, uh, maybe even more out of the thousands that are going to be at WrestleMania, you you are really still putting the odds uh, uh, into play of, you know, really trying to evaluate how many people will actually make the effort to go see an independent wrestling show um, during that weekend when there's other things that they end up doing that one may not cost as much as going to a wrestling show and may not be convenient because that's one thing. This is spread all over the Dallas Fort worth area. So if it's going to take energy and time to go to a wrestling promotion that you never heard of, you know, it, it may not be happening. And it's not to say anything bad about these promotions. I, I love independent wrestling, and I think there should be more independent wrestling fans, but I think that they're not going to solve the problem of expanding their fan base in a weekend. And I feel like that's sometimes what happens is that you think you're going to solve all the problems of expanding an independent wrestling fan base by just being conveniently located where WrestleMania is.
2: Even Booker T's Reality of Wrestling had to cancel an event. Like that's yep. how, and they're but they're not as big as some of the other ones. But the more bigger companies are running too. MLW's not sold out for either one of their shows. I looked at the seating chart today, Correct. the second night especially. And you wouldn't think that would happen WrestleMania Weekend. I don't know the ROH ticket sale situation. I haven't looked into it. I don't know the the game changer wrestling ticket sale situation. But it's and I don't know the situation with the WrestleCon Super Show, but like that's you know, there's so many others that are and and the sad thing is a lot of some of these smaller ones might have been even have been announced first, but then these bigger groups came in and did that. I do think you're right about um, oh, the, the COVID bounce back. Here's the other thing. You know this being a ring announcer you just went through this weekend, right? When you get into a wrestling ring, there is a certain thrill to it, right? You feel a certain thrill. You feel a certain adrenaline rush, and it doesn't go away. You know more about this thanks to me and 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 now thanks thanks to at home. There's also a certain thrill to putting the event on and having it be successful Mm -hmm. that I can't accurately describe, even though I do it multiple times a year. And so some people from a promotional standpoint are chasing that when they book events for WrestleMania weekend. And, And then they end up running away from it when they realize it's not going to happen. And business is business. Uh, It is what it is. And and people are going to make the decisions they do to put them in the best situation possible, regardless of who it screws over. That's that's, that's a sad situation of the wrestling business sometimes. And we're seeing it with these events getting canceled WrestleMania weekend and putting people out who have already invested in themselves to get down there. Because that's the thing. There's so much talent already in town for WrestleMania weekend. You don't have to pay for their travel. Oh, Talent yeah. is willing to pay right. for their own travel so that they can get all these bookings. And now these bookings are going away after travel's been paid for. But if you're working for MLW, they're getting you there. If you're working for Ring of Honor, they're getting you there. GCW is probably getting a good amount of people there. It's it's these smaller groups that are getting, you know, realizing they bid off more than they can chew, and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. But as a promoter, you go where the money is, and that's what they were thinking about doing. Plus, going to see WrestleMania is not cheap especially now that it's two nights. So you got people buying tickets at two nights plus NXT if they want to, although those tickets are less expensive, plus airfare, plus getting around Uber ain't cheap. You know, they're going to hike up the rates for that weekend. You got to find a place to stay. You got to get an Airbnb or a hotel. By that point, you may not have the money to go see anything that's not, you know, $5 wrestling, which I think still runs WrestleMania weekend. It's so it's a tough thing to be in. If say WrestleMania 40 comes to Phoenix my immediate reaction is going to be run an event, but then I might not because of all the other stuff that would get in the way. And maybe the event wouldn't be successful. You know, who knows really? Who knows? Plus
3: that. I'd be in town and I, I don't really want to help you run a wrestling show again.
2: Too bad. Um, <laughs> but
4: too bad. So say so you'd he's going to make me
3: it. sit at a fucking door and take tickets and die. Now nah, We and have and people for, to me for the 50th time.
2: We have people for that now. So you're, you're good. But, yeah. um, and we have backup people to the people. Uh, it, it's yeah, but it's just what interesting. You
3: Mr. Big time. Well,
2: mm-hmm. Eventually I people worry. Um, sometimes you got to learn and, and I'm no different, but it's yeah. I, I just seeing it. It's, it makes me sad from the business standpoint. Cause you know, I've got to the point now with all the BS that's gone along locally that all I care about is, is dates and draw that that's all that impacts my business. That's all I worry about now. Um, for reasons that, that, you know, I won't talk about on air. Maybe I will never know. Tune into the hashtag. Miranda show. Um, but it's just sad. It's just sad to see that. And I hate seeing those posts from those talents. And I hate seeing all of that because I just, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's, it's too bad. It's really too bad that decent level names are being put out in this way. Who took a chance on who, who quote unquote bet on themselves. And, and that bet didn't pay off. And that's just too bad. And I, and I'm sad to see it, but I don't want that somber note to be how we end because it is WrestleMania weekend. And despite what you read on Twitter, despite what you see, I'm still excited. I'm still excited to sit down and watch WrestleMania both Saturday and Sunday. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be, I'm going to watch them live. So I don't have to take the, you know, go to great lengths to keep myself spoiler free. My weekend is clear. The family's got plans that I can watch both nights of WrestleMania. So I'll be texting and and tweeting and everything. So you guys can get ready because it'll be fun. When I say you guys, I don't mean you guys listening. I mean, Patrick and Miranda, um, we're going to have some fun, but it is WrestleMania weekend and that's what I'm excited about. And next week, I'm sure this weekend will give us some things to talk about here on the Greg DeMarco show. Follow him on the Twitter at wrestling realist. W R E S T L N G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Follow her at the hashtag Miranda, just not on Twitter, because she ain't there. Follow me at ChairShot Greg. Follow the website at ChairShot Media. All the things that you already know, be a part of that. Go to Pro forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a wrestling t-shirt. And and you know, continue to watch, continue to follow along because what people don't want to talk about right now is the fact that when we come to June. We're in a downtime for the world of professional wrestling. So keep that excitement up. Keep following it because it is a lot of fun. and something that we all love or we wouldn't be doing it. And it's a big part of all of that. So, yeah, that is it for this week's show. We appreciate you listening. We will talk to you next week. But until then, please remember to do one thing and one thing only. And that is always use your head. Now I will turn it over to the man who should truly be main eventing Wrestlemania.
4: Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: uh. And I will cut him off with the man if he was 6 inches taller and 30 pounds heavier, would be main eventing Wrestlemania.